Parsha Themes is for inspired people like you who are looking for engaging and relevant Parsha and Moedim thoughts. Our weekly discussions focus on uplifting thoughts and actionable ideas that will upgrade your Avodah Hashem and enhance your Shabbos and Yantav table. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and it's an honor to have you with me here today. Hello and welcome to Parsha's Nitzavim and Vayelech. We're going to talk about both of them together. A couple of thoughts from the Ramban. So, Atam Nitzavim, Jewish people, you're all standing, says Moshe Rabbeinu. This is his last uh, address to the Jewish people. And he says that I want to make sure Panyeshwachem, Isho Isha, Shoresh Porel Rosh Velana. You might have a root of negativity inside you, a root of Abikarsis inside you. And the Ramban explains that a father is the Shoresh, of every father is a root, and the son is the branch that comes out of him. And of course, that son will become the root of his son as well. But the influence that parents have is profound and very, very deep. And if there's some negativity inside someone's heart, that they have a question or they're not in full compliance with the Rebun Shalom and not connected with Hashem, the Moshe wants them to take care of that because if they don't deal with that, then it will manifest in the children as well. And that's, the Gemara tells us, Tina Haisa Belibam, when a person has a perversion in their heart, it will come out if it's not addressed. And Torah is meant to be Mitzari for them and to perfect them. But that is our job. When we pass on the Torah to our children, we need to make sure that we have the Torah values inside us very deeply and that we're practicing. I always say in Erev Yom Kippur, when the parents give a bracha to their children, and they say, you know, you should have your shemayim, you should be a good person. Um, you should always think about yourself that it's very nice to long to have your children that are tzaddikim, but your parents also want tzaddikim. And they also gave you this bracha. And a lot of people, Rosh Pinkus used to always say, people say, all right, yeah, my, my kids will be tzaddikim, they'll be great people. But it starts by you. What about you? you Hashem, you're, a, you're Hashem's child and you're your parents' child. You, you have to be a tzaddik and a tzaddikist yourself. And so that's what it means that a father is a shorish, he's a root. And the Yerushimayim that the father instills and the mother instills in themselves will manifest itself and, and help the child. And that is a very, very powerful lesson in life. In Perak, Chavtes, Pasuk Yudches, the Ramban says a very, very deep psychological point here. And I'm not going to go into it in depth because this is just not the format for it. But uh, take a look there because it's just a brilliant episode. But his basic idea is on the Pasuk of Laman, Sephos, Harava, Esatzmea. And he basically explains he is so guttle in taivas, that when a person gives into a taiva, it always gets bigger and bigger and bigger, because by default, it cannot be satisfied, and so therefore, it just becomes bigger and bigger, and he gives a list of certain desires that people have that go from uh, standard human desires, but then as they give in more and more, uh, they go after it more and more and lust after it, until finally, it's so perverted that they uh, even crave the prohibited and the perverse, and a person that doesn't keep themselves in check uh, could fall prey to this. And a person has to be careful with their kedusha and their holiness and every single desire. Of course, we're human and we have to be aware of that. Hashem knows how he created us and we know as well. And we should be humble by that, knowing that we are frail human beings. But when a person teaches himself to be in control and to be accountable and to make sure that they're in check and uh, focused on Avodah Hashem, this is a really, really powerful way to stay in check, make sure that Tivas don't take over you. Moving on to Perak Lamed, Pasuk Aleph. So Hashem says, God forbid, when these bad things happen to a person, and there are, uh, the, these curses happen, and a person's going to ask, why is Hashem bringing all of us on me? So the uh, Ramban explains that this Parsha is is talking in future tense. Um, the, the the punishments here um, are not normal punishments, Rahman al-Atzlan. They are ones that Hashem will create in order to punish the Jewish people if they go off track. And I'm not going to go into the entire topic of the Holocaust, but one thing I will say 
is that there are many people that say that some of these negative things that are listed here um, have to do with punishments that happen to the Jewish people. But keep in mind that it's not just a question of understanding the Holocaust. Holocaust is just one of recent things that have happened in Jewish history, more recent things that people are wondering about. But the truth is that so many people, if you look through Eicha and all the Mepharshim there, uh, the Jewish people there were also wondering, why did this happen? What, what did I do wrong? And in life, whenever something happens, a person should seek out Gedoli Yisrael to, to explain to them, what does Hashem want from me? And look into himself and herself and figure out what is the message Hashem is giving me. Finally, the last thought for Parshas Nitzavim is in Perik Lamed, Pasuk Vav, Hashem will pierce your heart. And the um, Ramban explains that when the time of Mashiach, Hashem will, will purify our hearts to that of Adam Rishon Kodam Adam before the sin. That What does that mean? That in his nature, he wanted to do what was right. And there wasn't this opposite drive for physicality and money and perversion. And we have to know, or Dessler explains this based on other Mepharshim as well, that our natural desire is uh, that we are dirt and that we are drawn to, to dirt. And, and our, the, the Dessler explains it in, in ego states, which is a very fascinating idea of psychology, but basically um, that there's first person, second person, and third person. All right, I, you, and he. So he says that before the chait, the Yetzir Tov would speak to a person and say, I want to do what's right. That was the most powerful. And there was a little tiny voice of a Yetzir that would say, you want, to, you want to sin. So it was talking to you, second person. But then it was even more removed, and it was even more removed than it was he wants to sin, as if it wasn't even talking about you. That's how removed it was. But then when, when Adam was Machis Yetzir inside him, he brought the Yetzir into him by sinning. So then it changed, and it was, now was the opposite. That now the Yetzirah was the Anochius, it was the me. That the Yetzirah Adam Rami Nurav, man is evil from the time he was born. Or as Eov says, Ayer Para Adam Yivali, the man is born a wild mule. How many, how many of us want to die a wild mule? We have our life to perfect that mule and to, and to break it in and to put a saddle on it and learn how to ride around it and function with it. And so it became where the I becomes, I want to sin. And the spiritual voice of the Yetzirah Tov is... You want to do what's right. And and sometimes it's he wants to do what's right. It doesn't even feel connected to us. So we want to bring that in and connect it to us so that we can actually do what's right. Parshas Vayelach, I want to share three thoughts. The first one is Parak Lamanalf, Pasuk Beis. Moshe says, I am 120 years. So he was trying to com- comfort them, says the Ramban. Yes, I'm a Zakain. And there's nothing for you to gain from me anymore. I've given you everything. I've done everything that Hashem has commanded me. And I'm not coming to Israel. Don't be afraid, though. You're going to be in good hands. And the Medrash says that Hashem makes it that when a person gets older, they begin to age um, because Rebbeinu Shalom has Rachmanus, the family. It's going to be a big loss. And if someone were to die healthy, like Moshe Rabbeinu, died very healthy. Lonas Lecha says he didn't. His fluids didn't dry up, and he was very healthy till the last day. Unlike Yeshua, Yeshua sinned. He pushed off his his conquest of the land a little bit in order to stay alive longer. And so he was punished. The Mepharshim at the end of Yoshua say, or Doc and other Mepharshim, Rashi brings down as well that Yoshua was supposed to live to 120, just like Moshe, and he was supposed to not get old and uh, be in perfect health, just like Moshe. But he lost 10 years because he delayed a little bit the conquest of the land because he knew he was, he was going to live until the end. And of course, his delay meant was L'Shem Shemayim, um, but nonetheless, uh, it's important to recognize that uh, on his level, he was held accountable. So here in our Parsha, when Moshe Rabbeinu, the greatest leader of a Jewish people that ever lived, 
the holy Moshe Rabbeinu is dying. So he wants to console them and say, look, I'm old. I've lived a full life. And this is something that would help them let go. Of course, they don't want to see their leader leave and die. But nonetheless, they know that they're, they have gained from him and he will forever be Rabbeinu, our, our leader, from all that he gave us. Torah Tzivulana Moshe. Paraglamid Aleph Pasuk Yud Test. It says, Va'ata kisvulechem is Hashir Hazos. We have a very famous Machogus Rishon on what Hashir Hazos refers to. So, Ramban says that this refers to a command from Moshe and Aaron, that they should both write the Torah, because Hashem wanted to make Yoshua a Navi in the lifetime of Moshe to pass the mantle and the torch while Moshe was alive, because that's part of the Masorah of the, of the Jewish nation. And uh, so Moshe would write it, and Yoshua would stand and read over it and see it as well. And that is, that's what's going on over here. And what is, okay, so, so that, that's, that's a big episode in passing on the Masorah, that from one guttle to the next, there's always going to be an overlap because that's the way things are taught. Moshe, Kibbal Torah, Messina, must rule Yoshua. There's this hand changing of the guard and a, not just a symbolic act here, but a, a, a real act of Moshe making sure that Yoshua is the leader. And in fact, Moshe, the Gemara tells us in Temura and elsewhere, that Moshe even asked Yoshua, do you have any questions before he passed? And Yoshua said, no, I don't. I've listened to everything. Um, the, the Yoshua was punished for this, but let's think about it. why did Yoshua say that? Yoshua was trying to tell him, I'm your, I, I'm your Talmud, I always followed you, and he wanted the Jewish people to recognize who he was, and that part was a great message. But he also gave Moshe some chalishas hadas, because he, he showed Moshe that he wasn't needed, and we just we see how sensitive Chazal are, and how sensitive the Torah teaches us to be. And Rambanik finally explains Shira Hazos, this song, so what is that? It's Parshas Hazinu, that's what he explains that it is. Um, and they should read it with a Jewish people should read it with a with a song, and um, that's how that's how songs are written. They're written in a different form. What does this teach us? It teaches us that when you go through Parshas Hazinu, there's tremendous lessons to learn from it. We'll try to mention some of those, God willing, next week as we go through Parshas Hazinu. This is as the Torah uh, completes the Varim. There's just so many beautiful lessons that are instilled in us. Thanks for joining us. For more Torah content and to make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at ParshaThemes.com.